I really believe in positivity, solution-focused approach, empathy, instilling confidence. Welcome to Hoop Nerds with Billy Kegler, presented by the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association. We talk to coaches, athletes, and more to learn from their stories and apply learning lessons to improve each individual and stimulate growth for your program, team, staff, and self. Follow along as we explore success and failure en route to improving the game of basketball. Before we jump in today, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. I've been associated with their products for a few years now, and I'm really impressed by their innovative and user-friendly shooting machines. They also are great people with tremendous customer service. It's no wonder why they have become the preferred choice among top programs around the country and world. I'm very grateful for their support of the show. Make sure to check them out at drdishbasketball.com and at drdishbball on social media. Be sure to mention WBCA when ordering your next Dr. Dish to save an extra $300 off any commercial purchase. Coach Swartz, welcome to the Hoop Nerds podcast. Billy, I appreciate you. And uh, hey, first thing, um, I had just a couple things before we get going. One is, listen, I got a chance to talk to you the other day uh, for the first time. And just for the audience, for you know whoever is listening, listen, you're you're an outstanding, I, I mean this sincerely, you're an outstanding basketball mind. So um, Friday I was on the road recruiting uh driving you know <laughs> and uh it was it was an awesome opportunity to 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 get to talk to you for the first time and um I was blown away great basketball mind um so for the audience uh it's just it, it it's awesome and the second thing is um along with the recruiting I spent in, in 48 hours I was on the road for 18 of them and uh you've had tremendous guests on this podcast and so I I'm, I'm very grateful very appreciative, honored. Um, but this podcast is really, you know, kind of a, a, a an evolution of your basketball passion. And I just, I can't tell you, um, I'm telling you, it's, it's really, really valuable. Uh, I hope the people listening appreciate it. I, you know, in those 18 hours I spent time, you know, you've had great guests and uh, with the podcast. And I know that's, that's why you do it to, provide opportunities to learn and I, I've learned a great deal. So I just give you uh tremendous credit for, for, for doing this. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words and a quick shout yeah. out. You were headed to the bash in Columbia, South Carolina to my buddy, Ryan Rosefield's event. So it ends up being a small world in the basketball community. No question. Hey, by the way, I drove four hours there about three and a half back. The kid I was <laughs> recruiting, uh, he's a high level guy. They won by 70 points. <laughs> and so he only played about 10, but I tell you, uh, recruiting is, it's a different world in exact science. And I was the only college coach there. So the, the eight hours or whatever of driving actually, you know, paid off. So. so those small moments you have to hold on to. No questions. No All questions. right, let's go back in time. Let's go to the beginning. Yeah. And the first time you coached and a story that sticks with you because you learned a lesson from that coaching experience. Yeah, uh, great question. I, I would start with, for me, um, I felt like I was getting coaching experience. Um, I, I'm very lucky, very blessed. My dad, my dad actually, um, 
back back in the day, um, coached with Dick Bennett, um, helped him with his youth program when Dick Bennett was at Eau Claire uh, Memorial with the old Abe's, I believe. And um, my dad is 80 now. Um, he's coached, I still believe, you know, because I talk to him every day. And uh, even Coach Pastner loves to hear what he has to say. And so uh, he's coached for well over 50 years. So I've been very, very lucky uh, to, to grow up, not only, you know, with a dad that has coached that long, but also he was a longtime um, teacher, elementary teacher. And, you know, we talk so much in the coaching profession, you know, it's, it's really about teaching and, and when you break down teaching, the art of teaching and what goes into that. So um, I really felt I got an education in coaching really at a young age. I remember, I don't know, probably being in second, third grade, um, when my dad would, you know, in between games, bring me into the car and he would be diagramming on a, you know, on a board shell defensive principles, you know, ball, you man, flat triangle. I, I, I'm, I'm being honest. And so it's like, you know, I, when I coach our guys and I'm trying to teach just basic elementary, what I think principles, you know, ball and man, flat triangle, things that I knew in, I was lucky enough second and third grade and, and some of our guys, you know, they're very talented. Um, but they don't know, you know, some basic concepts. Um, it's, uh, it's fascinating. And then the other thing I would say, so again, my, my dad is, he's my coach. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm very, very blessed. And, uh, uh, you know, I still learn to this day so much from him. And then my first two years of coaching, uh, was awesome. And I'll remember for the rest of my life, I think I just started year 19. And as I get older, I'll look back my first two years, my first year was with my high school coach, Tom Regal, who is a, a WBCA, who's a Hall of Fame member, won over 400 games, two state championships at Wilmot. And so he coached me at Waukesha South. I was his varsity assistant in what became his last year at Waukesha South. Now, he has helped his son, Luke Regal, who's the head coach at uh, UW Parkside, only Division II school in the, in the state. That was awesome. And uh, we got to... Uh, Man, we, we, we upset Arrowhead. We got to play uh, Coach Diener in the, the powerhouse Vincent to go to state. And we really overachieved that year. And, and obviously credit to, to Coach Rigo, Hall of Fame coach. Unbelievable. Uh, again, just like my dad, Coach Rigo, um, never met, never been around a guy that has put together a better practice plan. Um, just an elite basketball mind, uh, just very, very blessed to be around him. And then he decided to actually um, to, to retire. And, uh, and then my older brother, Billy, who, who was, uh, I think he graduated at South in, in, 90, in 95, no, excuse me, 94, um, in 94, so he's a couple of years older. He actually got the head job, and then I assisted him for one year, which was, which was awesome. So between my dad, pretty much my whole life, Coach Rigo getting to help him in his last year, and then and then Billy taking over my older brother, our alma mater. It was um, my early coaching memories are nothing but nothing but great. Okay, you mentioned the practice planning with Coach Rigo there, and that intrigued mm -hmm. me. What was it about his practice planning that made him elite? It was amazing, um, you know, and I get it. You know, I've, I've done clinics and all that, so I'm mindful of that high school coaches in people in place. So coach Rigo was, it was, I mean, it was amazing. We go for at least, we go for two and a half hours consistently 
so it was a grind. I remember, you know, and I played four years and he did just an excellent job of, of, you know, we utilize all the baskets that we have. Um, tremendous in his so much breakdown, you know, defensive, offensive breakdown. We took advantage of every player on the team. Like I said, I mean, we don't have these managers or, you know, assistant coaches that can that can pass or be a part of drills. So you got to get creative. And I watched him. I mean, I, you know, in my, my study hall, my hour off, you know, I, w- I would watch him. Um, I remember, you know, as, you know, as a high school kid watching him watch film every day and, and put together um, very detailed and, um, um, you know, a practice plan that was, was, was what we needed. And uh, it was, it was incredible. And, and I, and I, and I told him this and I hope it, you know, really means something. I mean, out of all the coaches that have been around, I mean, you know, some elite level, high level coaches, his practice plan is the detail, the breakdown, the, the, the creativity and the different drills, the best I've ever been around. He's, he's a genius basketball mind. If people love, uh, they love, if they can get the opportunity just to kind of get in discussions with him and, and, and just kind of like you and I are just talk hoops. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned 19 years of coaching now. So I'm curious over the course of that time, what's a theory or idea you had about coaching that you believed early in your career that you changed because you were presented with new information as your coaching career has gone on? You know, because my dad, you know, kind of coached with coach Bennett and, and, you know, the state so much of it, and it's still to this day, which is great. And, and why it's such a successful teaching and coaching state. So much of the state does aligns with maybe what the the University of Wisconsin does. You know, I think when Dick Bennett was the coach, um, obviously the pack line and, and you know, blocker mover, um, different principles, you know, you could see throughout the high school coaching. And then when, when Coach Ryan took over, I mean, the swing you could see all throughout, you know, grade school, middle school, high school. Um, so, so much of it aligns. And that's just what I grew up with. Uh, and I was lucky, like I said, to be, to be fortunate with, you know, with my dad and, um, you know, and, 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 and coach Regal aligned with so many of those, those principles. I was fortunate then. Um, the reason, you know, I went to Marquette, I, I ended up finishing at small school, right in Waukesha, Carroll college, which is now Carroll university. And, um, my last two years there, I actually had two years of eligibility, but, uh, obviously my story is you know, been, been publicized and so forth. And, um, um, those last two years I got in coaching and helped coach Regal and then, and then my brother, but, um, I got my undergraduate degree from Carroll in psychology. Well, you know, if you're a psych major, there's not much you can do with it. Beauty of it is you kind of have to continue your education. So I was lucky enough. I mean, it was very, very difficult. I had a, you know, a, a huge interview and so forth to get into the Marquette University counseling program. It wasn't easy. And I was fortunate enough. First, I got into that. And then I, I tell people these, this story. I mean, probably the best, one of the best things I've ever done is I remember uh, being at, it would have been the early, what was it? Probably 2005 state tournament. It was when Wesley Matthews. I mean, it was unbelievable that state. Maybe the one of the, maybe the very best state state tournament performances ever. And so I remember being there because that's what we did. My dad always took me to the state tournament. 
and go then, you know, I would go with Coach Regal and, you know, it was just, it was a blast. So I remember being there. This was not planned. And for whatever reason, I saw Coach Tom Crean there and with the assistant at the time, Jason Rabidou. My dad actually coached Jason Rabidou's older brother back in the Eau Claire youth program that he ran for Dick Bennett. So there was kind of a connection. I, I thought that Coach Green might know who I am. Well, anyway, they're watching their star, you know, Wesley Matthews sign player. And so I don't know what it was, but in the second half, I was like, you know what? I got accepted to the Marquette counseling program. I love coaching. And so I literally, I walked around the Cole Center unbeknownst and I walked down the steps and I approached Coach Green and Coach Rabideau. I introduced myself. Uh, and he was great. I just said, Hey, listen, I got accepted in a counseling program at Marquette. I, I would love to be, you know, a graduate assistant. I'll volunteer my time. I think I can be a great asset, blah, blah, blah. And he, and he loved it. And we met shortly, you know, weeks after. And, um, and I started a three week, uh, or excuse me, three year journey at Marquette. And, um, those three years, I mean, it was unbelievable. My master's program was hard. You know, I had to go, you know, in class and it was challenging, let alone the demanding hours with, you know, working as a graduate assistant. But with Coach Green, I say all that to say, I kind of knew, you know, everything at that point to my life was Wisconsin basketball, pack line, blocker mover, all those things. And what Coach Green at that time in 2005 to 2008, three years, we, we went to three straight NCAA tournaments, had great players, Novak. Uh, Dominique James, Jarrell McNeil, Wesley, Lazar Hayward. He really kind of brought more of that that four-out, one-in offense, as opposed to kind of that Wisconsin three-out, two-in system that I kind of knew. And in so much of it ended up in, in ball screen. And if you remember the early 2000s, I mean, ball screens were just kind of starting. And so to me, that was awesome to see. It was very NBA-ish with the spacing. With the with the ball screen, with the the four out one in versus three out two in, so that was just a great introduction. Like, hey, this is something different, something I've just you know not not known, never seen. And then obviously the way the game's gone on both ends of the court. I mean, ball screen, ball screen game is 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 everything. Doesn't hurt to have Dominic James, who was no elite, no elite point guard. Especially, I mean, he was, you know, his freshman year, I mean, unbelievable. And Jarrell McNeil's the, still the toughest player I've been around. Unbelievable kid. Wesley, I mean, um, I remember, you know, shooting with Wesley and rebounding for him. And um, talk about a guy that just developed. I mean, you know, he was, was a decent, good shooter at Marquette and then just turned himself into basically an elite NBA three-point shooter, made his career off of it. Yeah, Wes, we could share stories for days. So Wes played AAU with me for one year, and yep. I have some Wes Matthew stories for you. We can share it another yeah, time. No question. No but question. We'll, we'll stay on track here. So we just talked kind of about the X and O portion. So I'm curious about your players and life things that you teach them. What's one thing that you do with your team that you think makes the biggest impact for them as people? I just try to take you know who I am. You know, I think as all coaches, you you. You take your your experiences, um, how you've been shaped, your opportunities. Uh, I think you you want to stay true to who you are. And so, uh, again, I, I think from my dad, my high school coach, 
I'm very, very, very close with Tony Bennett, you know, and then obviously my mentors with, you know, with Coach Crean and, and, and mostly Coach Pastner. Philosophically, I would say for, from a basketball standpoint, my biggest that I've been blessed with is just the, the fundamentals. You know, we played Wisconsin recently. I, I absolutely have the greatest respect for, for Coach Guard, that program. I mean, from a fundamental standpoint, and I text Coach Guard this after the game. I mean, they literally do everything right. It's incredible. I mean, they're so well taught and schooled, and I just believe in fundamentals. But um, so I think from a basketball standpoint, you know, at Memphis, we had a lot of, you know, great, great athletes that necessarily didn't didn't have the you know the fundamental you know skill and and what you realize you know is is you know you're ultimately you know the the athleticism is so far is is one thing but you're trying to really create a basketball player someone that can really you know see the game and and understand the game and um you know from a fundamental standpoint so i try to bring that into teaching the other thing I really try to use my, my counseling background or my life experiences, things that I've gone through. I think a big word in the coaching profession that um, you, you don't always see, especially at the higher levels, um, is just, it's just empathy. I think there's been some, some cool stories coming out of late. Um, I, you know, like I read the Notre Dame football coach or, you know, I was reading about the Baylor culture. Obviously, I think the way we do it, Tony Bennett does it like you can be in a great coach. You can be an excellent high level coach and and not have to play mind games with your players and and demean them and keep them on edge. I really believe in positivity, solution focused approach, empathy instilling confidence and I really believe in personal relationships you know that old quote you know players or you know if you're if you're a teacher students you know you just substitute the words but players won't know how much you know until they know how much you care and that that's true and I think with with our level um, I try to really establish sincere not fake because I think they can they can really see what's what's genuine and sincere and what's fake but genuine, sincere, authentic, personal relationships with the players, you know, stuff outside of basketball. And I think for, for young men, I mean, and, and I think now as I get older, like, man, these kids, 18 to 22, they're so young. And I think about like high school kids, holy cow, are they young? I mean, they don't know, you know, they're, they're babies. I mean, like the freshmen we got, we got a top 20 recruiting class. It's like they're babies, you know, and high school kids. and so. I think it's so critical to formulate personal general relationships. And when they know you really, really care and are invested in them, then I think you can really, really coach them and teach them and the development and the listening can really get there. So that's, that's what I think is, is critical. Um, as an assistant coach, if I was a head coach, I, you know, I'd be the same way. You're, you're not, you're not saying you're their best friend or their buddy, but there has to be, I think especially nowadays in the landscape, the culture climate we're in, it's a different, it's a different age than maybe the old school coaches out there. 
you really got to connect with with your players. As many listeners know, I spent over six years as a general manager at Just the Game Fieldhouse in Wisconsin Dells. I was able to spend time talking hoops with coaches like Tom Izzo, along with high school and youth coaches, in addition to meeting some basketball legends, including my childhood favorite, Sam Elke, who is in the WBCA Hall of Fame and High School Basketball Museum, located at Just the Game Fieldhouse, which is a must-visit for any true hoop nerd. They also play host to the WBCA All-Star Games and Coaches Clinic every year. Just a Game hosts over 70 basketball and volleyball tournaments annually and is a great place to play for teams of all ages and ability levels. You can't beat all Wisconsin Dells has to offer in your free time. The Fieldhouse also has two sister companies in Just a Game Impressions and Just a Game Live. Just a Game Impressions specializes in customized screen printing and embroidery and promotional products. They serve businesses, schools, sports teams, and more. Just a Game Live takes pride in providing affordable and simple live streaming solutions for venues or programs of all kinds. Inquire today for more information. For more info on everything Just a Game has to offer, check them out at justagamefieldhouse.com. Sideline Interactive delivers digital and LED scoring tables and video boards that generate excitement in your gym and the ultimate game day experience for your players and fans. We provide you the blueprint and the game plan to generate $10,000 or more in sponsorship revenue every year. 95% of our schools generate enough advertising dollars during the first school year to pay for their purchase. Any school or college can qualify for no fee, no interest financing over two school years. We're ready and able to deliver your order to you within three to four weeks. The tables and boards can be used for any indoor sport, as well as watching game films, school assemblies, signing days, or any other event that is held in your gym. Visit sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a 15 to 30 minute live web demo to see our tables and boards in action and what these fantastic products can do for you. Or email sales at sidelineinteractive.com. A link to sidelineinteractive.com is in the show notes for today's episode. So I want to dive into this relationship piece a bit, and I'm curious if you can share, without naming names, a recent interaction you had with a student athlete where you interacted with them on their level about something that they're interested in that you personally maybe don't have an interest in, but you know that it's important to them. Right, right. I love to take our, you know, our guys out to eat, you know, and that and, and kind of their favorite restaurants and you know, it's a great way, obviously, just to to get away. They enjoy a you know a good meal, um, and it's enabled just to to talk. Um, that's one. Two is you know in the recruiting process, I develop, um, I put together a lengthy a questionnaire interview sheet, purposely so any recruit that like we're all in on, and. Um, I want them to know that I'm personally, and we are, we're, we're invested in them and we care for them outside of basketball. So I put this huge interview sheet that every, when we get to that point that we're all in on a recruit, I ask them and I, I interview them kind of like you're doing with me, but I ask them a million questions. I want to know everything personally. I want to know they're all their favorites. You know, I want to know, you know, motivational stuff or, stuff that they think and and that goes a long way because i think they they get off the phone and, and and a lot of times it takes you know almost an hour you know it's a long exercise but i think then they know that hey this school this program they actually care about me outside of what i can do for them you know performance wise um we do a good job you know as a team doing things 
you know, outside of basketball, you know, so, so any one example, you know, it's just, it's just really getting creative. You know, if a kid, you know, if, uh, if he wants to, if he wants to, you know, I've had a kid that just loves cooking. And so we'll sit there and, and I, and I love, you know, I, I love the watching the food network and I'm, I'm actually a good chef and, you know, dive into that or, um, you just find, you just try to find things outside of basketball. I, you know, I saw like, like Greg Gard, he took Brad Davis in the summer. They went golfing. Like that stuff goes a long, long way. Okay. So uh, I, I got a couple follow-up questions. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite question off the, that list of your recruits that you asked them? Man, um, I literally asked them every possible like favorite. So they get talking, you know, Hey, who's your, your favorite color, favorite holiday car, rapper, you know, or music, um, song, you know, so that, that's really fun. They, they have a lot of fun with that. I get all, you know, I, I like asking all their personal background, um, their academic profile. Really, it's probably the last section where, you know, you kind of get in the, you know, the, the heart to heart with what is your vision? What are your, your goals? I think another, you know, big thing, at least we see with the recruiting process, Billy, is, and I think this is good for, for all coaches, you know, and me and you were talking about this the other day. It, it's funny how statistically, analytically, you see, you know, how hard it is to make it to the NBA. Virtually impossible. It really is. Virtually impossible. But, you know, every kid nowadays seems to think, you know, if you'd ask them the question, who wants to play in the NBA? Like when I would run camps, one of the first questions, hey, raise your hand. Who wants to play in the NBA? So they all raise their hands. All our guys would say that. Um, but what's really, really interesting is evaluating and then asking them, do you feel that your habits, that your standards align with your vision or your goals? You know, and that's that's it's a it's a great question to ask in the recruiting process. I think it's a great question to ask when, you know, you're dealing with kids and you sit down one and one and say, hey, like you talk about wanting to play in the NBA, wanting to be a pro. So so tell me. What does that look like? I mean, how, how do you feel you're aligning with that? You know, um, do you feel you have the habits and the standards and, and so forth? And so that that's something in the recruiting I like really trying to break down because um, you can really get to know a kid. And, and for us at Georgia Tech, it's a great academic school. Um, it aligns so much with character. I you know, again, I think the state of Wisconsin does such a great job with the teaching and the coaching. Kids are so prepared um, because of great high school coaching. Um, but um, you, you really want to try to find the kids with, with great character, great habits, standards, that um, that they're going to do what they, you know, they're going to, it's not just all talk, it's going to be the work. Okay, we're going to wrap up with a couple non-basketball-related questions. And you mm -hmm. threw this little nugget in there that I picked up on. I'm not going to drop. You're a great chef, you said. What's yeah. your favorite meal to make? Uh, when I got to Memphis, because it started to be a little bit southern. Obviously, it's a southern thing, and, and I keep moving south. Um, I'm actually really, really good with the, um, which is funny, because I think it's kind of a northeast deal uh, with Maine and so forth. But I'm really good with the seafood boils. 
Okay. So you can you can mix it up, but uh, I'll go. You know, if I want to go big, you know, I'll go lobster, king crab legs, and then obviously you got your andouille sausage. I'll throw on my Memphis dry rub. I got the corn, potatoes. You know, here's my deal with cooking. I act like I'm like this elite chef, I, but I am telling you, I've actually, I'm actually, I'm pretty good. I get a lot of praise and compliments, but I, I talk like I'm bigger than I am. I, I watch the Food Network, especially during the season, because it's therapeutic. It gets me away from basketball. So I'm good with that. My grilled shrimp is uh, phenomenal. Anybody trying to do that, it's all about, it's all about butter and then fire, and you got to get a good dry rub. Um, but I can, uh, I'm pretty versatile, Billy. I ain't going to lie. I can go a lot of different ways. Well, I'm getting ready for my trip to Atlanta. I'll just tell you that much <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right. I'll get you out of here with a, another fun question. If you could have one superhero power, what would it be and what would you do with it? Boy, uh, wow. Never been asked this before. I actually do ask this on the uh, on that recruit interview. Uh, it's actually one of my, one of my questions. I would say, um, well, something that comes to mind just in life and in coaching, um, if I could be, you know, superpower, I'd, I'd have a remote control. And I say that because I think anybody in coaching knows it can be a very, it can be a very tough profession. Um, you know, the highs and lows and I, you know, losing is, is really, really hard. Um, and so, you know, there's there's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of ups and downs to try to, you know, maintain, you know, even flow. Um, but in life, too, you know, you know, Billy, like I'm 41. Um, I made a lot of sacrifices, you know, to to get here to Atlanta. One was moving away from home. Um, I've been away now. This is my 10th year away from home. Still single, you know, and, and it's, it's not necessarily easy, you know, in the in the in the dating life, in this profession. Um, so I'm not going to lie. Like I, I, you know, I really miss Wisconsin. I really miss home. I, I really miss my parents and my, my family, my great friends. Um, and then in coaching too, you know, you have such great moments. I mean, we won the ACC tournament championship last year. I mean, it was such a surreal moment. Uh, I remember in 2000 going to the final four. Uh, there's been a lot of great moments, obviously a lot of tough moments. I would say in life and in coaching, if I could have a remote control and just, um, you know, in the great moments, in the surreal moments, if you could kind of just press pause and you could really just sit and really take that all in. And, uh, uh, and listen, I get it. You know, life, I've gone through a lot of adversity myself and, and I, I believe in the benefit of that. I'm not trying to just fast forward through the hard parts. Um, but it's more so if I could hit that rewind button, like I remember, you know, when we, we, we won the game at home to go to qualify for the state tournament, my senior year, you know, if it could go back, right. You know, and I'm 41, that was 20 years ago, go hit rewind. And then we get in that moment, kind of pause or hit the slow motion button. It just kind of really live in that moment. Um, and in life too, you know, I just have so many, I miss my family dearly and, great experiences for all of us i think you know there's times where you wish you could just just hit pause you know or hit rewind and live in those special moments and you know the tough times sometimes you feel like you want to fast forward 
Um, but those obviously end up shaping who you are and, um, and, uh, and you're better off, uh, for it. But, um, yeah, there's no question. Super, super power, remote, remote control. Oh, I love that. And very great application of that superhero power as well. Well, Coach Schwartz, thank you for the time. Thank you for spending some the evening with us and sharing the information with the hoop nerds. No, I appreciate it, Billy. And like I said, to start, I, your passion, you, you have a tremendous passion and, uh, in coaching, um, you know, the old school way was with coaching clinics. That's the way you're going to learn. You have done an excellent job by utilizing kind of technology, um, nowadays. And I, I just encourage anybody out there that, that really loves the game and, and wants to learn the game. Um, you do an excellent job here with your podcast, so I so I appreciate you and, and thank you for thinking. No worries, you're welcome anytime, and I will definitely continue to think about these cooking expertise you have when I come yeah, through yeah. Atlanta sometime. <laughs> I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you pictures. <laughs> Perfect. So, Coach Schwartz, thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate you.